Welcome to Board Games Are For Losers, a podcast where two friends with the same name talk about everything board game related and introduce new players to the hobby. Will today's guests change their mind about board games after playing with the double Ds, or will they still think that board games are for losers? And now, here are your hosts, the biggest losers in all of board gaming, Darren and Darren. Welcome to Board Games Are For Losers. I'm your host, Darren. And I'm also Darren. And I'm Danique. Oh, Danique's here. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, on today's episode, we have the Triple Ds back together. And we're going to be bringing you another installment of Look Who's a Loser Now. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dayron, as you know, it is sometimes challenging to get people to be guests. I wouldn't. I won't say victims. Because right. I don't want to scare away today's... Victim. She just walked out the door. <laughs> um, but uh, Danique was nice enough to help us to recruit somebody. Yeah. So thank you for that, Danique. Who did you bring with you today? I brought my friend Lynn. She has been my friend for almost 20 years now. 20, 20 years? Yeah. Lynn, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. So, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> one of the rules is to tell the truth, you know. <laughs> no, that I, is not on there. No, hold on one second. I'm going to write that in. <laughs> so, how do you guys uh, know each other? Uh, so, Danique and I were very, very young, and we started... <laughs> um, Rubber stamping together. Rubber stamping. Yes, rubber okay. stamping, yes. Okay. I'm nodding my head like I know what that means. So, what does it mean? What do you think it means? <laughs> oh. um, so, I would guess it is like a stamp that you, you know, like you put in ink and you put on a paper like my kids do. Yeah. Yeah, but why yes. would you do that? <laughs> because kids find that fun. <laughs> Were you adults when you started this? Yeah. Yes. Okay, why would you do that then? <laughs> Well, the application is making beautiful cards and art. Now, okay, so do you have pre-made stamps or do you design your own stamps? Pre-made. Pre-made. Can, can you design your own stamps? Like, yes. Can you, you can. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you never did that. I no. did. Oh, you did. I uh-huh. did. Yeah. So you're Clearly saying you're... she's much more... You're better than Lynn. Is that what you're saying? No, I... I she is. I... I flexed my creative muscle and tried out making my own stamps at one point, yes. Okay. So I designed them and then had them made by a company. And, like, I made my own one that kind of said that I made this. So, like, I designed a little logo and then and then had it made so that it, anything that I created, you know, with the rubber stamps that were already so existing, uh, okay. <laughs> I could put on the back that I actually Clearly, she did this in secret because no one else knows. <laughs> no, about I feel like you thought that. Just, that was really early yeah, on. She's doing this so that she could upstage all of her rubber stamping things. Well, you know, this is not a psychological podcast. We're not going to explore your problems that you two are having in your relationship. But I feel this is a whole other episode. <laughs> yeah, I'll we be were. Back. I'll be back. So, is it? Was it just cards that you made, or were there other things that you would do with it? All types of paper crafting and other related hobbies. Like, if you go into AC Moore, we've done about 90% of the things that are in there. Wow. <laughs> I do go into AC Moore sometimes. So, wow. things like marbling, um, uh, origami, those types nope. of... Yeah, all of those. <laughs> 
Think, anything I'm, that you can do with paper, pretty much, we've done it. I just go into AC Moore to pick up honeys, but that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I so, don't. So you guys have known each other over 20 years. Yes. And mostly through, we'll say, crafting activities. Yes, correct. Primarily. <laughs> because I will not remember rubber stamping, clearly. <laughs> um, so, um, so our listeners know this episode of Look Who's a Loser Now is a little different because, uh, Lynn, neither Deron or myself have ever met you before. Um, in other episodes, we usually interview somebody we know, or in one case, I didn't know Sylvia, but you did. But in this case, we have, this is going to be our most challenging episode, I think, because we don't know anything about you. And Danique didn't give us any clues. No. Yeah, purposely. She purposely didn't. Right. Or yeah. she would never have me on the podcast. Okay. <laughs> but I was able to, to glean some information just through our brief text message conversations, and I am very scared, but <laughs> I, I think this will be good. This will be a true test, because we've had yeah. six guests before, and we've succeeded with all six guests, and I think if we're going to really make it big time, yeah. I mean, we're already big time, yes. but if we're going to make it big time, it's going to be, we're going to take somebody we've never met, and we're going to turn them into a loser. Yes. And do you know what that means, Lynn? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> and also, what's different about this episode, we didn't tell her... Anything that happens during this podcast, Nothing. we're just going to let this kind of roll out naturally. So, what about blind faith. Have right? you? So you know nothing about it. In fact, I know you know because you asked right before, "What's the name of this podcast?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and had I known that there was like the word "loser" in it, it might have changed my mind. No, it's losers. <laughs> oh, losers. <laughs> they run. Why didn't you explain to her the premise of the? The podcast. Okay, the pro- podcast was born out of Darren and I. We were playing games, um, and we started going to this convention called the World Board Gaming Championships. Mm. We had a coworker who, when she heard about it, she's like, "You guys go away for a week, and you just play board games for twenty four hours a day." We're like, yeah. She's like, "You guys are you guys are just losers." And <laughs> so later on, you're shaking your head, yes. <laughs> She wasn't the only one who told us that. Common rea- our wives told us that too. <laughs> Common reaction. So later on, we introduced her to one of the games we played. We said, look, just give it a try. You don't, you don't know what it's like. And sure enough, she became hooked to mm-hmm. the point where she was going over to Darren's house, basically uninvited. <laughs> Did your wife know? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Did your wife play? Yeah, too. Yeah. Super awkward. But... <laughs> Yeah, and, and she was absolutely hooked on this game called Dominion. Mm-hmm. So we thought about that later. We said, well, everybody calls us losers and makes fun of us. But if they would just play the game, they would know that it's actually fun. So then the idea was we're going to interview people because we can actually talk to people, unlike some people in this hobby. Right. We're social. <laughs> we learn what people like, what they played as kids, things like that, and then pick out a game for them that they'll uh, enjoy and turn them into a loser. Okay, so you left one part out, which what? Lynn will relate to tremendously, oh. which is what her hobby was that you found ironic since she was calling you a loser. Oh, yes, we didn't. We, we forgot to ask. <laughs> right, so one thing we asked is what is your nerdiest hobby. No, but your, your friend that you, that called you. Oh, loser. that's right. Oh, yes, yes. I'm sorry. Okay, so th- this friend, Amy, who was calling us a loser, the whole irony of the situation was she, she had asked us, well, where do you go to this convention? We said, oh, it's at this uh, convention center in Lancaster at the time. She's like, oh, yeah, I was just out there for a scrapbooking convention. I was like, oh, come on! <laughs> <laughs> See, rubber stamping and scrapbooking, they're Overlapping nerdy I, hobbies. I was going to ask. On to many a scrapbooking. Yes, we have. Okay. Yeah. 
So we found that ironic that someone that scrapbooked and she went to the convention alone was making fun of us for our convention. Mm -hmm. And not only that, what's going to make this episode challenging is uh, we are uh, recording on location today in a uh, Denise yarn store. So we are actually surrounded by yarn. And um, and Mountain Dew Kickstarters. And, <laughs> and the difficulty is we've had to bring all the games with us, knowing nothing about you ahead of time, what game you might be interested in. So we have a limited selection. I mean, we still probably have 50 games that we brought, I, I guess. But it's a far cry from what we usually do in, in my house, and we'll have 300-plus games to choose from. So we have a limited selection to try to figure out what games you might be interested in and then choose one of them. So, so you set me up to fail already. Well, it's going to be... Well, first of all, if anybody fails, it's Danique. Because she's, <laughs> the one, she's the one who recommended you. So Fair keep way. that in mind. Well, Danique, would you like to mention the name of your uh, store on oh, the air? Yeah, sure. It's called Hooked. And it uh, has all the supplies you would need for knitting and crochet and a little bit of spinning and mm-hmm. weaving. And it's very those, colorful. Those are different things? Yes. All different things. <laughs> it's a different episode. <laughs> We're going to have a rubber stamping, scrapbooking, knitting, crocheting, and yes. quilting episode somewhere in the future. So, Lynn, um, we usually ask our guests, first off, what is your nerdiest hobby? I mean, would you say it's rubber stamping, or could you top that? Uh, canning. 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 Wow. That's a, that's a first. That is a first. Canning, yeah. Okay, so yeah. Well, how did you get started canning? I have no idea. <laughs> are, are you a survivalist? Do you have like a like bunker? Do you stockpile your can? Yeah. Do you, do you, are you canning out of necessity? Out of I have a diva den, and sometimes I bring my jam that I can to the diva den. Um, cancel my plans for tomorrow. This podcast is going to take forever. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. Let's back up here. So you're not a survivalist. <laughs> no. I don't even think she knows what that is. That's like a doomsday prepper. Somebody so, so, you know how some people are one with nature? Yes. I'm none with nature. <laughs> okay. So you wouldn't find me in the woods at any time. Okay. Okay. But so, okay. So the canning, what do you can primarily? Jam. Jam. Oh, Okay. We be jamming. We be jamming. <laughs> we don't have the rights to that song, so we can't play that. Do you grow all your own stuff that goes into the jam? Oh, no. Oh, my no. God. No. No. Tanik, <laughs> do you, you can, too? Yes, I can. Of course <laughs> he does! Tanik and I can together. Yes. How are we just finding this out? <laughs> we go. We p- go to the farm. Okay. We pick okay. the vegetables or the fruits that mm-hmm. we are going to can, and then we... Take them back to one of our kitchens, and we prep it, and we can it, and we—I think we started mostly because we did this thing that used to be called house party. Yes, and is that how we did it? I think that was the first time when we really got into it and started doing it together. Isn't that a movie with kid and play? It <laughs> is. It is. But it's not called that anymore. And now it's called Ripple, Ripple Street. Street. Yeah. Kid so, and play. <laughs> so basically, so they, they have companies that want to promote their items, and and it, it's big name companies, and they they basically put out these. Um, calls to to people who are part of the membership or whatever, and they ask you a bunch of questions that will qualify you for these 
giveaways that they have. And then when you respond, they'll choose X number of people and send out emails and you have to respond right away. So you're like watching your email. (laughs) Sounds like a pyramid scheme. (laughs) So Ball Jar Company put out one where they said, you know, we'll send you a bunch of canning supplies and... um, you know, if you have a party, so you you host a party with like ten of your friends and do whatever it is that they recommend that you do, and then you respond to you know, I guess you uh, post pictures, right? Oh. You, you you put things on social media, right. and you do you like decorate the cans with little bows and glitter. Or no, that's ridiculous. <laughs> we, I mean, we do I decorate, but okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Do you eat the stuff after? Do you oh gosh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, of course. So do. And so how long would a, a typical jam remain in the can? Oh, a year. Okay. Or more. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're, you know, if you live on the edge, you could you could push it to two years. <laughs> two years. Okay. So, oh, so there's an end date. Is there yes. is there a point in time where it, like, ripens? Not, not ripens, but gets, like, hits its peak flavor. Like before you get botulism from eating it? <laughs> well, I would say that's <laughs> the point where it becomes very dangerous to eat. I assume you can because it gets better, the flavor gets better the more time it st- stays in the can. This really sounds you dirty. Would be, <laughs> that would be an incorrect assumption. Oh, on part. okay. Well, yeah, tell yeah. me. So it's not, no. the flavor does no. not get better. Okay. No. Hmm. So the doesn't get worse. It's just that we make a lot. So you so you're not gonna have let you're not gonna eat like six jars of jelly or jam in a week. So you saw me at the WBC. <laughs> I eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich every day. Incorrectly. Incorrectly. <laughs> yeah, they they we just do them in batches. We'll spend a whole day doing them, and then we'll keep them and give them as gifts. And so we might you know we might make you know ten jars of. I've never received a gift of a can of jam. You actually had some jam that I brought at the WBC, but you might not have realized. Yeah, yeah, and I applied it incorrectly to my peanut butter sandwich. That's (laughs) a whole other... So we don't, you know, we're not just limited to jam. I don't want you to think that we're just so narrow-minded that we only... (laughs) That's not why I thought you were narrow-minded. Uh-huh. I mean, we do pickles. Okay. Okay. We do chutney, salsa... Okay. So, I think, you know, it's a, a repertoire of, of things that we put in jars. Yeah, I think you're up there. I think you qualify with a nerdy hobby. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm frankly, I don't think I've ever been, like, had so many questions about so many different things right now. I can't even focus. <laughs> like, I'm so, from rubber stamping to canning, like, I'm... We're going to have to do a bonus episode on this. <laughs> this is clearly going to be the longest episode. I might not be able to go to work on Monday because we're going to be recording for all this time it's just crazy so when did you find out about Denise's board gaming hobby it sounds like she's introduced you to all her hobbies or yes. vice versa so when did you find out the the board gaming hobby i really can't pinpoint a time she's always liked to play games i think the first game we ever played together was cards against humanity okay and now she just has Games in her purse at all times. <laughs> she whips games out at the pool. We were at my swim club. She's like, "Here, you want to play a game? We're swimming. We're like and covered in oil. Like, I don't have any idea what's happening." How does, how does that just, make you feel? How does that make me feel? It makes me feel a little intimidated and scared for my friend. Actually, she might need an intervention. Okay. That's not the first time that word has been used around me. <laughs> no, and it won't be the last, that's for sure. So, 
have you played any of these games with her yet? Besides Cards Against Humanity, like any of these? We, pa- we played a game that involved dice. Did it have a name? Oh, Farkle you played. Yes. At Elaine's oh. birthday party. Yes. I played that. Okay, Farkle. I know Farkle. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like a traditional Minnesotan game. Mm-hmm. My wife is from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So, wait. Games are... Regional? Regional? Can be. Can be. Yeah, so Farkle, the- they actually mark it now, but when I played it as a child, I didn't even know that it was like... A- I thought people just made it up with because you just play with six dice. So. Oh. Yeah, it's it's kind of like that. Well, Rob had a game, right? A previous guest, Rob had a game that was like regional to Northeast Pennsylvania. Yeah. And I'm like, I am from Northeast Pennsylvania. I've never heard of that game. He's like, oh, it was this part of the state. <laughs> it's like, okay. So have you seen her collection of games? A few. Okay. Just here and there lying around, but not... Like, you haven't it, been in my girl room. No. You? Yeah. Okay. No. So what do you think these games are like? I haven't the foggiest. Okay. <laughs> no idea. Like okay. I see things like Dungeons and Dragons mm-hmm. played on TV, and that's what I think of a game. Okay. okay. So you think the games that we're playing are more kind of along those lines of a Dungeons and Dragons? Yes. Okay. Right. Do you think we dress up in costumes? It's not... Impossible. <laughs> have, you, have you seen Denise dress up in a costume? I'm not going to say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so now going back to when you were a kid, which was just a few years ago. Yes. Of course. Um, do you remember playing any games growing up? Trouble. Trouble. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. All right. And it had that popomatic dice. The, yes. You like the popomatic dice? What did you like about that? The noise. Okay. I remember that as a kid, just. Popping that thing was, all the time. Oh, yeah. It's, it's not playing you know, the game. Interactive. You yeah. can just keep popping it. Okay. Even when you weren't playing and so you pissed like... off your parents. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. thing. <laughs> so you liked interacting with the game. You, you, you liked that you were doing something to manipulate the game. Okay. Yes. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Did you play any anything else like Monopoly or Clue or pretty much just... Every once in a while Monopoly, every once in a while Clue. I'm not... Like, in all honesty, yeah, games are not my thing. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Denise, how are you doing? All right, all right. challenge. Let's turn negative into possibly positive. Mm-hmm. What didn't you like about playing Monopoly or playing Clue? Too long. It takes too okay. long. Okay. I don't have um, the attention span to be able to sit there and just go around and around for that long. Okay. Do you think if a game moved faster and was more interactive where you didn't have any downtime, that would help? Yes. And okay. something that is fun or funny. Okay. I like, have some games that are really aren't fun. So. <laughs> 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 Putting away Arboretum. <laughs> um, how about as an adult, besides like Cards Against Humanity and Far Club, have you played games as, as an adult really or... What was that one that was popular like a million years ago? Gloomhaven? (laughs) (laughs) No. Everyone played it. It was very popular. Bunko? No, not Bunko. Trivia Pursuit. Yes, that was the one. Okay. You You played Trivia Pursuit. Okay, Uh did did you enjoy that? Yeah. Okay, what did you enjoy about that? Proving you're smarter than everybody else? No, I mean, everybody got involved. It was funny. Okay. You know. Okay. All right. Do you play any uh, games on your phone, like, uh, you know, Candy Crush or anything like that? 
uh, Words with Friends. Okay. And mm. another one. <laughs> Farmville. No. Oh. Which it has a w- witch in it. Uh, I don't know any games on my phone. <laughs> I only play board game apps on I my phone. I want to say Bewitched, but that's probably not. That's a me. TV show. That's a TV show. <laughs> okay. Not Bejeweled. Maybe that's it. Okay. Does it have a witch? In it? Maybe we'll yeah. say it has a witch. <laughs> <laughs> For the purposes of this podcast, it yeah. has a witch. All right. So before we ask you more questions uh, about your likes and dislikes, we have to do a basic. Board game knowledge quiz. Mm. Um, did anyone explain how it works? Because I forget. Yes. <laughs> so this is a quiz that some for some reason Darren designs, but he can't ever remember how it works. He's going to ask nice. you five questions, and this is just to get a baseline level beyond the questions we were, uh, have already asked you, and it's going to be scored. So each of the first three questions are worth a point. They're easy questions. The next question is a medium Question is worth two points, and the final question is hard, and it's worth three points. So you can get a total of eight points. Is that right? Thereabouts. Okay. All right. So, Darren, you now Darren has a prepared list of questions, and he looks stumped because well, this is tough because usually people play more games. And actually, one of my questions was. What game includes a device called the Pop-O-Matic? <gasps> Trombone? Fair. No, you have to ask that question. I do. Okay. That's a level one question. Okay, so she's already off to a great there's start. There's another one. Oh, there's two? You have two? There's an- no, no, there's, there's another, another game, game that uses a Pop-O-Matic. Trouble's oh. the known one, but oh, Headache. There's another one. Is I don't the, think that survived. That's what I'm getting from this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll give her that... Right off the bat. Full so credit. If you would have gotten credit. a headache, I would have given you a bonus yeah. point. Full, All right. full so credit. question one. This is a very scientific quiz. Yes. <laughs> so, here's... Okay. This is a good one. We're going to stick with this. How many two-point questions? This is a one-point question. Okay. This is an easy question. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> we're going to move on. All right. This is an easy question. This is. We'll just give you points. Figure out how to score this there on. Yes, I know. That's what I usually do. There is something called the National Toy Hall of Fame. You know what? Let's include Danique in this. Okay. Too. We go back Are you and afraid forth. I'm going to fail this thing? Like no, no. It's not, it's not pass or fail. Oh, it's it's, it's kind of like curve? an IQ. Oh. So we see your number and oh, it tells IQ? us. Well, <laughs> or gaming me? IQ. It helps <laughs> us determine what games are in your range. It's very... We put this together with a lot of work. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Very scientific. Very scientific. So we'll, you guys will take, you, Danique, you and Lynn will take turns answering okay. this. There's something called the National Toy Hall of Fame. Who knew? There's 63 entries in the National Toy Hall of Fame, starting since 1998. About 18 of those are game-related. So Board game-related. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what do you think is one uh, game that's in the National Toy Hall of Fame. It's got to be Monopoly. Monopoly is there. Okay. It was nominated in 1998. Okay. Neek, what do you think? Is it general enough like Domino's? Domino's is there. Wow. Good job. That's a tricky one. Back to you, Lynn. Checkers. Checkers is there. Wow. three. Chess. Chess is there. Uh, I think I maybe didn't write it on my list. No, 2013. <laughs> 2013. This is what I deal with every time we record. <laughs> I'm so sorry. For you. Right. 
Lynn, now it's going to get tough. <laughs> the what? Game of Life. The Game of Life was there. 2010 it was nominated. Wow. Uh-huh. Um, is Clue on it? Clue is 2017. Whoa. Ooh, that's a recent uh-huh. Yeah. All right, we're getting down to it now. Hmm. The last few are challenging. Uno? Uno is correct. Wow. 2018. Wow. Oh, you're killing it. I, wow. wow. Impressive. Yeah, you see, because they think I'm a dumbass. So now <laughs> anything I say is a win. <laughs> you blew up my scientific chart. Yeah. <laughs> Am I allowed to guess? No. Okay, when she's out. Yeah. No. Lynn. For Battleship. The Battleship is not on there. Okay. No. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's a good guess. Um, actually, maybe it'll get nominated this year or next year. Hmm. No Battleship. Uh, how about Backgammon? Oh. Nope. What? Nope. Mm. All right. Now, anybody can chime in. They were Mahjong. Right? No. Mahjong? That's like I think a, it's a bunch of Jewish old ladies. Oh, it's, no, it's not. It's like an ancient Chinese game. There's no Connect Four. Uh, I think we're out. Go. Go is not on there. No. Um, so some of the other ones. Uh, marbles. Okay. Scrabble. Mm. Twister. What? 2016 Dungeons and Dragons. What? Really? Uh, yeah. I know. Um Candyland. Oh. oh yeah. Playing cards. Oh. Um and a stick. No. <laughs> yes, two thousand eight stick. <laughs> it's not just a toy. It's a game. Like I used to hit my brother with a stick. Like that was a game. I chase around. And hit no, him. that's not a game. That's violence. <laughs> no. Stick is on there. Not pick up sticks. No stick. Stick. <laughs> like you pick up a stick and hit somebody with it. I don't, yeah. I don't believe that. No. <laughs> it's on there, 2008. You didn't do your research properly. No, no, it's, it's on The fact <laughs> that he did any research is amazing. Mm, I would have also accepted Atari 2600. Really? Okay. Because it has some videos, it has some videos on it. Well, that all, any of those would have been included. Okay. I'm sorry. Here's what I learned from yes. that. Well, Lynn's going to get a full point Yeah. for mm-hmm. question two. That's good. Well, that counts as and, three questions. <laughs> okay, well, she gets three points then. Yeah, so no, she, that's a different really But well. you've... You recognized a lot of the games that were mentioned yeah. there. Yeah. Okay, so you're familiar with a lot more games than you let on. You just didn't play them, but you, you yeah. heard of them. Okay, all right. So you have one more question, or you have two more questions? Um, we could do we could uh, do two more. Let's we'll go to one more. Go to the advanced okay. question. Because there was a lot of questions there, I feel. So, and it did really well. Okay. Um, so... Final question, and this is challenge one, and there's no right or wrong answer. Well, there is, but you can use your, we get points for creativity. Here. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm going to tell you the name of a game that we play, and we want you to kind of figure out um, maybe what you think the uh, theme of that game might be. Okay. And these are all games that, that I actually own. So, okay. uh, Danique, you got to be quiet. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, there's a game called. Gugong. What do you think that? <laughs> what do you think that game is about? Can you spell that, please? Yes, Gugong. G U G O N G. Typical spelling. Gugong. I thought you were saying Gugong, like the stuff that you use to remove stickers. Okay, that. Do you think that's what the <laughs> game is? The game is about. <laughs> I don't know. I, I have never heard of. 
no idea. No idea? Okay. What well, that could be. We'll go with sticker removing. Yeah. Sticker removing. Sticker removing okay. is. Uh, close. <laughs> what is the game about? It's actually about public corruption in China during the Ming Dynasty. Of course. Okay. It is. So, I mean, it was close. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I'll give her half a point. Yeah. And, 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 you know, it was kind of not fair. That was a tough one to start with. So mm-hmm. take it down a notch. I have a game called. And tell me what you think that this game is about. Mm-hmm. It's called The Voyages of Marco Polo. What do you think that might be about? <laughs> take, take a minute. Please. Why? <laughs> Why are you doing this to me? There's this dude. He's like voyaging. What's his name? Steve. His nickname? <laughs> I think they call him Mark for sure. <laughs> we'll take it. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Another half point. <laughs> um, that's it. Okay. Very well done. See that? Yes. Wow. They run. Okay. Does our scale go that high? Uh, no. You. So you got six out of eight points. You lost some points for not knowing what Goo Gong was. Right. But otherwise, you were pretty much spot on in our Borgie quiz. So, so Mensa, right? I qualify. Yes. So, no, based on my scientific chart, a six out of eight uh, makes you more likely than not to be edited on the podcast for making a racist remark. <laughs> How accurate. Our quiz is always correct. It's very scientific. <laughs> All right, so clearly that quiz uh, is meaningless, but... (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) So now we're going to ask you real questions about... What have we been doing for the last half hour? (laughs) Just messing with me. It does help a little bit. We weren't even recording. (laughs) Um, We're going to ask you some real questions about your likes and dislikes when it comes to gaming and themes and stuff like that to try to help us actually pick a game that we're then going to play and see if our... A uh, perfect streak of selecting games for people mm-hmm. remains un, uh, unbroken because. So, it's are we be tough. playing together or am I playing with myself? Uh, That's a whole different segment we have. What you do when you go home is your business. We are going to play. Because well, I, I was told that this was PG 13, and I was already told no pants, and now I have to play with myself. So, she's this is... getting close to getting herself edited. <laughs> or no, that leads As to, predicted. That leads perfectly to our first question. Right. So, first question we ask is, is you haven't played a lot of board games, but when. When you play Cards Against Humanity, for example, if you're going to play a board game, what's your reason for doing it? Some people, there's a couple of choices. Some people like the competitive nature. They want to win. No, some they people just want to laugh. What? Denique. Denique. Yeah. Some people want to have fun. Fun. Want to laugh. fun. Some people just like the socializing. That can go hand in hand with fun. And some people like solving the puzzle or trying to challenge themselves to complete, you know, the game better. Get us to a higher point. So you're... Fun. fun. I'm all about the fun. And the socializing aspect yes. of it, laughing with people. Okay. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Okay. When um, playing a game, does the theme of the game, would that matter to you? Would that make a difference? Like, um, for instance, Cards Against Humanity is about just being gross and racist. Is yeah. that a theme you like? Not necessarily. It's okay. all about what makes me laugh. Okay. So okay. if it's a if it's funny, I don't really care what the theme is. Okay. Or do you think there's any themes that if... Take Dungeons & Dragons, for instance. Would yeah. you just hear about yeah. that and be like, no, no, I don't want to play that. No. Okay. Like, 
Game of Thrones is not something I would sit down and watch. You don't like fantasy? Fantasy, no. exactly. Okay, neither do I, so that's okay. okay. Um, How about pirates? No. <laughs> what if what if they had a parrot on the shoulder and an no. eye patch? No. Yar. <laughs> no pirates? Okay. No, I'm going to throw out my whole bag of names. Um, how about sci-fi? So Star Wars, Star Trek, anything in space? <laughs> Uh-oh. Here goes another bag of games. Um, what about monsters or horror? Maybe, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Did you bring campy creatures? I did. I did. Okay. Yeah. That's, uh, I'm not sure, but that might be the only one we have so far. Like ghosts. Okay. Okay. Spiritual okay. things. You have a Ouija board I could toy with, maybe. Okay. She's also very interested in true crime and yes. mystery. Yes. Oh. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. And she also, Sorry. something else that kind of falls within these realms that I don't think she realizes to say is that she and I both have <laughs> in common that we are, we both have a design background. So oh, okay. so our careers and, yeah. and you know and through our crafting, like we both have a an interest in art and um and design and graphic design and things that are visually Visually interesting are going to be more stimulating Ah. that's a good point yeah to add that to our yes uh where their art and graphics matter yeah okay we'll start the whole episode over (laughs) that's good to know how about (laughs) how about a game about farming Like, oh, hold like on. Turn, let me tell you, like one turn you plant a carrot, <laughs> and like the next turn two carrots show up. But you can can them. <laughs> you can what? Can them. No, there is no games about canning, only farming. Yeah. <laughs> Design idea. Yeah, that's true. All right, so farming is out. So farming not so now, intriguing. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it just. It sounds funny, so maybe I would find that amusing. Do you think people actually play those types of games? You think? Yes. Okay. <laughs> those games are not funny. <laughs> those games are serious. All right. So you you guys are taking a trip to Barcelona soon, yes. correct? Mm-hmm. What about what if you were there and you're playing a game where you're like trading the spices of Barcelona? Oh my trading, god! Trading yes. like the, food is very important. Food. food. Too. Oh, yes. Oh. oh yeah. Okay. Now we're getting somewhere. Okay. All right. All right. So foodies and art is important. You did bring some fancy cupcakes. I did bring cupcakes. We should have took that as a clue right off the bat. Right. Right. And I will take pictures of those and post them on our Instagram account as I'm eating them, stuffing my (laughs) face with them. So, all right. So you're okay with the the food aspect. Mm -hmm. I don't know about if trading spices. That's usually kind of a bland those thing. spices are not bland. Well, the, the actual like names. Your paprika, your cumin, you know. What about trading like silk for wool? Yeah. Oh. Textiles oh. are good. Okay. And putting them on a boat to another country? Sure. We went to back. Thailand and we... Oh. Yeah. Okay. Whoa. I'm silk. so confused now. This silk is, is a thing in Thailand. Okay. I think okay. that's where it kind of originated, right? How? Big market. Yeah. I got another one. Okay. How about a game about breeding animals? Like you have two donkeys and then there's a third donkey. You know, I knew a woman once Uh-oh. and her job Get ready. I'm going to get my finger on the button. <laughs> she was a broker and she traded bull semen. Yeah. There's in the... Mm-hmm. Commodities. Mm-hmm. In the... Um, 
What's the game? Uh, All creatures great and small. There's the insemination plant. That's one of the buildings oh, you can build okay. in the game. All right. There's a game about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if she's going to like that game. It has a lot of farming in it. <laughs> All right. Any other? Yeah. She, she likes fall things and like Ooh. pumpkins. Yeah. Yeah. So many games I didn't bring. Okay. All right. Okay. There What's are the fall, fall games. There's a, I have two games. Indian about Summer. Trees. And Indian Summer. Indian Summer. Oh, yeah. Indian Summer so nice. Mm-hmm. There's but a game about Indian the Summer. The weather is beautiful. I the agree. colors. But sometimes yeah. when they're implemented into games, they're not the most fun social games. That's the mm. thing. It's theme might not carry it for you. Well, if we don't have the proper games, it's again Denise's fault. Okay, yeah. fair enough. It was, are we done with uh, themes? Yeah, I think okay. so. Yeah. Um, so we talked about this before. You want something short that keeps your attention span. Right? Yes. You don't want to sit around and wait for Darren to take 10 minutes on his turn. Right. No. Okay. All right. No one does. But... And I don't want to hurt Darren. He seems like a very nice man. We all want to hurt him. <laughs> How about complexity? Do you think you can handle something with a little bit of rules explanation? Or would you prefer just a non-thinking kind of just go into it and just have fun? It, ha- it has to be enjoyable. Thinking okay. too hard is not something enjoyable. Okay. Okay. Right. So if you presented me with an instruction booklet and expected me to read, retain, and then follow the instructions, it's probably not going to happen. Okay. Mm-hmm. What if when we... Well, we're going to teach you the games. So you don't have to worry about reading the instructions. But what if when we started, we said, this is going to take 10 to 15 minutes to explain. What would you think? That would be 10 minutes too long. Okay. Okay. The 10-minute mark or the 15-minute mark? <laughs> oh, boy. That's good. No, that's good to know. Okay. How about games that have an element of, like, direct interaction or, or conflict where I could do something in the game to screw up your game. Say, for instance, you, you planted carrots in your garden and I came along and just yanked them out of the ground before they were able to grow. How would that make you feel? Like I would take you in the parking lot after the game <laughs> hurt you a little bit and then we would come back and play more. Okay. <laughs> okay. How would you feel if you did it to him? You're really good about things, right? <laughs> Okay, so I'm direct interaction and conflict's not a problem. Yeah. Some people, some people don't want to touch those games. Our, fr- our friend Sylvia, who we had on, mm-hmm. didn't want any of that. She only wanted to play a game that you you work together. Oh well, Sylvia's a pansy. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, Sylvia. We love you. <laughs> All right. How about um, games that involve negotiation? It's like like we're gonna. Trade, like I, I can offer to the table, hey, I have this silk to trade. Who wants to do a trade with me? And we're negotiating at the table. Does that sound well, interesting? Well, it sounds interesting, but it sounds like it would take a long time. Okay. okay. So okay, that would be the only okay. downside to All right. that. Um, one other question. We talked about that direct interaction, but there's also games that you can play completely cooperative. We're all working together to achieve a common goal. Do you think you'd like that, or do you want some aspect of some competition somebody wins no i'm a team player i would be good with that okay, okay. All, right. all right good Danique, anything else you think because uh, you know her well and we do not anything else you think that we should take into consideration before we take a break here and choose some games for her um no i think that the possibility of a cooperative game is probably high. Okay. Because you don't always have to know all the rules yourself. True. You kind of work with 
Seventeen. See how smart she is. She is. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So what we're gonna do, Lynn, is we're gonna we're gonna take a time out here. We're gonna take a break, and we're gonna each choose some games, and then we're gonna uh, present them to you, and you will pick the game that we're gonna play tonight. Sound okay. Good? Yeah. All right. Let's uh, take a break and figure out what games to play. We are back from selecting our games, and uh, Lynn, what's going to happen is uh, we've selected one, two, three, four, five games between the three of us that we're each going to give you a real brief overview of the game, and then um, at the as you're presented with the game, you're going to rate it from one to ten on how much you think you might like it, um, and then once you've seen all the games, uh, you'll pick one and we will play it. So, Dayron, why don't you start? All right, I'm going to start with Point Salad, and this was based on two of your priorities when you're playing a game, and it, that is, it's about food, it's about salad, vegetables, <laughs> delicious onions, and cabbages, and lettuce, and tomatoes, and so forth. Is this and, like a matching game, like that you would pay, play with a three-year-old? Because uh, no, it's oh. actually the age on it is 14 plus, which oh. is a little, yeah. a little yeah. I think, a little oh. high. It looks. Whimsical, but it's right. It, there's there's a decent game behind it. So the other reason I picked this is it's very easy to to play. The, the rules explanation does not take a lot of time. So this is very easy, a very quick game to teach and a quick game to play. It says fifteen to thirty minutes, um, which is I think right in the wheelhouse for you uh, about time. And basically, all you're going to be doing is you're going to be collecting different vegetables and trying to collect certain ones that will score you points. And we'll explain how that goes if you play the game. Okay. Mm-hmm. Point salad. Yes. On a scale of 1 to 10, based on the box and my terrible explanation, how much do you think you'll enjoy point salad? Mm, maybe a 7, Ooh. because I don't like the guy's name, Sean Stankwich. Okay. Well, Sorry. there's the edit for being racist. <laughs> I, I, I he is one of our most popular listeners of the podcast. Well, we have no idea who he is. <laughs> Sorry, Sean. Your last name is Stanky. Here's the next one. I'm going to recommend Campy Creatures, a ghoulish game of deduction and bluffing. So this game is uh, just a, a pretty quick card game. It says it plays in 20 to 30 minutes. I'd say that's pretty accurate. 20 minutes, about five minutes to, to teach. And the idea is we're um, mad scientists and we are sending out our campy creatures, which are all um, classic horror movie creatures uh, like the blob. the blob. What's that guy? The creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all these Frankenstein, whatever, all these creatures. We're sending them out to capture mortals so that mm-hmm. we can use them in experiments and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you do that by playing cards. And the fun part is, though, it's very interactive mm-hmm. in that if I play a card, we're trying to capture the mortal. We play cards simultaneously. If I play a more powerful card than you, I get him, and you get something else. So there's oh, some okay. take that. Yeah. Um, this could be the creature. winner. That's a good choice. After you one. described it, I forgot how much that yeah, was like a good that game. So on a scale of 1 to 10, what do you think about campy creatures? Campy creatures, I would do a solid 8. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. It's got really nice art, too. Mm-hmm. 
It is. It is. It's a great art. Very good art. Very good theme. All right, Danique, what do you have? So this is a game that I purchased recently, and it's my new favorite game. It's called Silver Amulet. Um, So it's a card game, and basically you have a village, and you have five cards in your village. They they start face down, so you don't know what cards you have. Um, You get to look at two of your cards, and uh, each of the cards has numbers on them, and that represents the numbers of werewolves in your village. And your goal is to have the least amount of werewolves. (laughs) And um, so so the gameplay is really, it's interactive because you need to pay attention to what's in your village. You'll eventually get to see some of your cards, and... Yes. Uh, is there any werewolf insemination in this game? There is uh, not yet, <laughs> but there's another. Expansion. There's another game coming out called Silver Bullet. So there's a possibility. Uh, and the, the cool thing is, is that the cards actually can be interchanged. So you have numbers zero through thirteen. Bullet will have zero through thirteen, and you can interchange the, mm. the numbers and create new gameplay. Yeah. So you have to be able to count to thirteen now. You have to have good memory skills because you have to remember what your cards are. So okay. you so you have five cards and you have to remember what your Only five, five cards, cards though. But Only I think that's an important cards. thing to yeah. know. Five cards. Memory that that's an important thing to know because that differs a lot from can't be creatures and you, you do can not have to right. be you, you you'll be able to right. see all the cards mm-hmm. in front of you. That's I I want to play that actually. But. I want to play it too. <laughs> <laughs> all right, on a scale of one to ten, what do you think about silver amulet? So that's it. You just have to like not get a lot of werewolves. Yeah, basically the gameplay, each of the cards has special abilities, and you will draw from the draw pile. There's special abilities on some of the cards, and so you're swapping out cards in your village for other cards, and sometimes you're swapping out and looking at other people's cards. I'm going to say seven. Okay. Sounds pretty Dungeon and Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Devon, for your second game, what do you have? Okay, I have uh, from the series of Exit Games, The Forbidden Castle. Now, we talked a little bit off-air um, after talking about your co- uh, interest in cooperative games, whether you've done an escape room. And you said you had. Mm-hmm. So this is essentially they've taken the escape room and put it in a box. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be trying to solve puzzles using anything and everything that's in this box. And just going through and trying to solve as a, as a group um, all these puzzles. To it, it, There's going to be a story. Um, and we're trying to escape some sort of creepy castle or whatever it is. But these are a lot of fun. I think I've played eight out of the mm-hmm. however many are there. And they're just really a lot of – they're a lot of fun, a lot of – a lot of cool, unique puzzles that we all work together to do. And so, you know, uh, there's, there's really no rules, basically. Anything could be in that box. Little mm-hmm. things. Sometimes, I mean, they give different things in there. You never know what it is. So yeah, sometimes you cut the box yeah. itself. It, like, gets the game gets Once destroyed. Once you play the game, it's a one-time it's use. It's a one-time game use gets game. destroyed. Yeah, so you might so, have to cut this yeah. box and, like, look up at the light to see yeah. a clue or something like it's, that. So it's, it's, it's very really interactive. immersive. Very... very like an escape room would be, but mm-hmm. it's in a box, so they try to re- recreate that feel. Huh. You look scared. <laughs> cutting up things. <laughs> that's what those games well, are. Yeah. So that's a little unusual. I've never heard of that yeah. before. Mm-hmm. It's so kind of disposable. Yeah, it's disposable. Yes. One Fully time disposable. Use, yeah. Wow. So yeah, you just that's... get the experience and you all experience it together. Right, and and whoever thought that up is great because then you just keep buying their games. You do, because so, they're fun. Eh? So here's the thing, like each one of these costs about $10. Mm-hmm. So when, you know, because people will say like, well, you get to play it once, you get to throw it away. But yeah. if you go to an escape room, that costs you like $30. Right. It's kind of, when you put the price comparison on it, it's, you play for one or two hours and it's, like you don't even realize the time is gone. Yeah. Like you just, wow. 
Yeah, it's that's re- really cool. Like big I, advocate of these like games. An eight, an eight, yeah. Eight, okay, okay. Wow. Yeah. Our final game I have for you is New York Slice. Uh, New York Slice is a game about uh, pizza. It comes in this nice pizza box, and basically, let me put this here. Um, there's like a nice menu. The instructions are a menu, and there's slices of pizza. And uh, what we're going to be doing is we're going to put out a full pizza. I think there's six round. I think it's six or seven rounds of pizzas we're going to put out. Make a pizza, and then you're going to try to collect sets of pizza. So the pepperoni and sausage pizza. The more of them you collect, the more points you're going to score. So at the end of the game, whoever has the most of this type of pizza is going to score ten points. The, the one with the, uh, we've got pineapple and ham on it. Those, collecting those is going to score you more. So you're collecting types of pizza. Look, I'm from New York, okay? This pineapple and ham thing. This is not a New York pizza. So I'm just telling you right now. Okay, pineapple so... and ham does not go on pizza. Let it be said on the air. <laughs> I agree with you. Thank you. But they have lots of different types of pizza. They're not all delicious, but overall... The game is a lot of fun. It's just collecting sets of pizza. Well, this looks like a fun game too. But I, I'm like, if I would definitely play this game, um, if I were drinking beer and eating real pizza, like okay. with friends, and I would, I would give that a solid ten. But if you're asking me what I want to play now, right. it's either the cre- creepy critters, no, campy can creatures, <laughs> or the exit game. Ooh, okay, okay. Well, but based on this crowd. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> well, then. So if you had to choose, we only could play one. Now, we could play, we could potentially do both of them, but if you had to choose which one you'd want which, to try first. Which one would you want to try first? Say we have a limited time. Which one would you want to try? No, this takes about 20 or 30 minutes. That one takes about an hour or two. Plus, an hour and a half. Creepy, campy. Can't be creatures. Okay. Because of the time? Yeah, because okay. of the time. Okay. I, I think that's a fair way yeah. to do it. I think this that one will take about an hour. You're making an investment yeah. for an evening. It's, it's a good investment, but yeah, I think that makes okay. the most sense. All right, can't be creatures it is. So what we're going to do is uh, take a time out, play the game, and come back and see what you thought about can't be creatures. Let's get our game on. Yay. Alive. <laughs> it's alive. It's Campy Creatures is a two to five player card game that was originally released in 2017, but we'll be playing with the 2019 second edition, which adds a few new elements to the game. It takes about 30 minutes to play, and you can buy a copy for around $25. Campy Creatures was designed by Maddox Schuler and is published by Keymaster Games. So in the game, players are mad scientists who are using their campy creatures to capture mortals to experiment on. Each player receives an identical hand of nine cards that depict different classic horror movie monsters, like the mummy, the blob, there's a swamp creature, and several others. Each card has an associated value from zero to eight. So every turn, one mortal card per player is dealt face up in the middle of the table. So there'd be four mortals available for capture in a four-player game. And collecting these mortal cards is how players score points. Each turn, players secretly decide which one of their creatures that they want to play, then simultaneously reveal those creatures. Players then each collect a mortal card, starting with the one who played the highest value creature. 
However, some of the creatures have special abilities that take effect when you play them, and they may alter the order in which players get to select a mortal card. This is important because some of the mortal cards produce negative points, and you generally want to avoid getting stuck with one of those. There's also a tie-breaking mechanism called the Clashometer in case two players play the same creature. All creature cards played that turn are then discarded face-up, and they're visible to all other players, and they can't be used again for the remainder of the round. So the heart of the game is trying to anticipate what creatures the other players might play on each turn based on the mortals that are available and the cards that they still have left in their hands. At the end of each round, players get all their creatures back and score points for the mortals that they've captured. After three rounds, the player with the most points wins. Now that we've played Camping Creatures with Lynn, let's find out if she still thinks that board games are for losers. back after playing uh, Campy Creatures. Uh, Day Ryan, why don't you give us a rundown of the game play? I think I'm going to defer to Danique, since she did so well <laughs> in this game. It was, uh, Danique, what happened? Um, you don't get points. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't get points. Oh, the rest of us That don't. is what happened, yes. So it was... Uh, over the, the the game was about probably about 30 to 45 minutes in total because we had to took a break for dinner but yes. uh, Darren won mm-hmm. and got uh, the highest score we've seen so far in right. the game yep and Lynn finished second yes narrowly beating me out yeah and Danique also played yes <laughs> Danique Maybe. was significantly behind the rest of us mm-hmm. uh, what happened Danique? it was bad it was real bad. <laughs> I think she just let me beat her. She, I, it was like a sympathy thing. I did not do that. No, she <laughs> never does that. I do not do that ever, even if it's you know someone who is deserving of <laughs> sympathy. Sympathy or so Lynn is not deserving of our sympathy. No, fair enough. So Lynn, what did you think about Campy Creatures? I thought I liked it. You liked it? I did like it. Wow! Mm-hmm. All right, end of the podcast. It moved. Quickly, which was important to me because I have a very short attention span. Mm-hmm. I liked the graphics. I liked um, that it wasn't too complicated. The scoring wasn't too complicated. Right. The instructions weren't too complicated. And um, I, each hand moved quickly, which, yeah. again, is important to me. And it was interesting. Yes. It was strategy, but... Not like mind-boggling where you had to sit there and really overthink everyone else's move. So, yep. oh yeah, I enjoyed it. So let's talk about the rules because that's that's a big barrier to entry for some of these games. Even though they're simple, sometimes they can take a while to explain. What did you think about the rules and how are you able to digest those? Yeah, the rules were minimal, I thought, and very mm-hmm. easy to understand. It wasn't... There wasn't a lot of do's and don'ts that went along with it, so I thought it was pretty good. Okay, yeah. Danique obviously didn't understand the rules. <laughs> I didn't. You know, there's one in every crowd. <laughs> in every crowd. Um, I think everything you said is exactly why I picked this game. Um, I agree with everything. I think that's the, the great thing about this game. Is there anything you disliked about it? 
Um, the only thing that I found a little bit confusing was when you were moving people up and down the ladder. Okay, the uh, classroom meter. The, classroom yeah, meter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was yeah. a little bit confusing. Yeah, that is. That's that's something. It's not even worth explaining right, right up front how it works because you know you don't really need to know it to play the game. But when you play it, when you're playing it for real, like when Darren and I play it, we know we're right. looking at that thing. And it's important to know who's on top because when they tie break and they win, that can mean the difference between you getting a negative four point card yeah. versus a six point card. Yeah. When everything else is equal, so that's that's a little hard to pick up on. But I think after repeated plays, we didn't really pick. Well, up on and, and honestly, second. I don't really go into it because as long as somebody knows how to do it, like I know how to do it, and you know that only the first tie does the person move, and the rest of the one they don't. But yeah, I understand what you're saying. Like it is a little confusing, and somebody has to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Um, did the fact that you won or lost came in second? Did that? Factor into your enjoyment of the game. Like, would you still have much fun as, if you won, or if you had been as bad as tonight? <laughs> <laughs> no, it really didn't factor in. Okay, that's good. I'd like to hear what Denise thought. Yes, today. absolutely. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it was so good. it's also your first time playing. It was. Oh yeah. well, what do you think? Uh, I think that it is Gonuts for Donuts in a different package. What? <laughs> we all know how you feel about Gonuts for Donuts. All right, I want specifics. What didn't you like? What didn't I like? Fun. Um, <laughs> the randomness of just picking a card and not knowing what other people's cards are going to be. See, this is where so, I so, dis- the, so deduction and bluffing are probably two of my least favorite mechanisms. Okay. Right. So Fair. that right there pretty much <laughs> sums Fair. up. Yeah, because there's a lot of that. You have to anticipate what the other person is going to play, so you know what to play to beat them. Yes. Um, So I don't think of it as randomness. It's deduction and bluffing. If you don't like that, you're not going to like this game. (laughs) Honestly, there's very little bluffing. I think it's more deduction. And I do think it plays like Gonus for Donuts. And I know you don't like that, and I understand that. This one, I think, is a little different because... The, you get to see it. You have basically perfect information. Of, hey, you do have more information. You have more information, yeah. so you can make a more logical deduction. Right. Where Gonuts for Donuts, you're just guessing. And I know Lydia haven't played it, but yeah. it's a similar game with donuts instead of monsters. Um, but you get all your cards back each turn. And this oh. time, the card you played stays out, so everybody can see what they know what you have left and what you can or can't play. Right. So I think as the round goes on, there's a lot more deduction and less guessing. That's not your thing. Um, that, that's fine. And honestly, it's yeah, it's not for everybody. And, you know, um, I don't know. She's crazy. <laughs> that's true. This is a great game. It definitely it combines like all the things I love about the like, the the donuts for donuts, the love letter, the kind of interaction, and the sushi go set collection thing. It's just great. It's the only thing, the negative, I would say, and I, Lynn, you seem to pick up on this game really well and didn't have this issue, is the order and sometimes in which the cards resolve. You know, some of the powers resolve first with the one dot on them, they resolve immediately, and then some do too. And I could, and I played this with a bunch of different people, and some people get confused by that. I mean, nobody here did, but that's the only thing, I, you know, I think. And we did play two practice hands before we started, and that was enough. For, once we started playing... Clearly, on the first turn, everybody got it because mm-hmm. we're all trying to outthink each other. We all knew what everybody else was oh. going to do. We all, some of us got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, so, I'm just kidding. Some True. more than others. Yeah, the other negative, uh, I, I think, would be that if somebody 
truly doesn't get the game. Like, we're making fun of Denise. Right, she obviously yeah, yeah. got what the game was. Right, she, right. she just didn't like it. Um, if somebody doesn't know what's going on, they're just going to play randomly. Yeah. And that throws off. It's like when I play Donuts for Donuts with my daughter. Yeah. She's like, I want that red donut. I'm like, but that gives you negative 40 points. Right. So don't take that. Like, yeah. I want that red donut. I'm like, <laughs> So it, it suffers from that. Like, you have to have a group of people that are engaged yeah. and not and get drunk. It. And they yeah. get it. Yep. <laughs> they have to be thinking logically. Yeah, you're right. And it wouldn't work with a group where, because there's no rules of what card you have to play. Right. You can just right. play anything, and that could be a bad move. Right. right. And if you don't understand why it's a bad move, it kind of wrecks everybody else trying to figure out what you're going to do. So, so I agree. That's another negative. But overall, I really like this game. You, so before the break, yeah. we, you you ranked this game what you thought would be on a scale of 1 to 10. You mm-hmm. gave it an 8, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Right. Yeah, I think it was an 8. <laughs> um, what do you rate the game after having played it? Hmm, well, without any other experience right. in games, I would still have to say an 8 because, I don't know, maybe there's... Another game that I would like better, okay, and then sure. another one I would like even better than that. So, so it met your expectations. It did. Yeah, okay, mm-hmm. excellent. Tanique, what would you rate this game? I would rate it a six. Okay, oh, that's, that's not bad, good. actually. Yeah. What do you rate Gonuts for Nuts? I would say like a five. Oh, okay, it's still pretty yeah. good. I don't think they're bad games. They're just not my type of sure. game. Okay. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, that's true. There's a distinction between like and, an art, like an honestly bad game like Moonshine Run versus <laughs> a game that's just not for you. Right. Right. And I think you know we've talked before about filler games are not my favorite. Right. So. Sure. That being a game under three hours. Right. <laughs> yes. Exactly. In twenty pounds. <laughs> so, Lynn, the first question we have after playing the game is would you play it again? Yeah. Good. Pretty Excellent. easy. Yeah. Very good. That's a good indicator. Yeah. Yeah. Fun. Good. Now the money question is: Would you buy it? Probably. You would. Yeah, I probably would. Okay. And I don't know. I forget what I paid for this, but it's like twenty, twenty-five bucks. Maybe. Okay. I, I, I actually. So I know. would need someone to play it a couple of times with me, so that when I introduce the game yeah. to others, and I would be able to coherently explain the little nuances that I didn't understand. Yes, that's very key. Like, a lot of people will go out and buy a game and then introduce it to three new people, having played it once or twice. And it's a disaster. It's a disaster. Because the little rules that we just kind of glossed over and just implemented as the game went on, you'd be looking through the rule book and nobody... So, yeah, if you're going to do that, you have to have familiarity with the game or people that are played it before, kind of understand these types of games. So that's interesting, though. You buy it. Yeah. This is the collection begins. This is how Danique started. <laughs> Danique, would you play this game again? I would play it again. Okay. I'd be curious to see if I can beat my poor score. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I say, too, this game, once you, you play once or twice, and then you really pick up on more strategy. I mean, I think a lot of the games we play, the first time, it's kind of like, oh, I see what's going on. You're not going to win. Um, but then you can pick up more strategy and think, I'm confident, well, you couldn't do worse. <laughs> <laughs> it would be hard. That would be an achievement. Challenge <laughs> accepted. So now that you've played this game, arguably your first 
real board or card game. Yeah. Yeah. Cards Against Humanity is more of a kind of a yeah. party social game. My first big girl game. The first <laughs> big girl game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Would you be interested in playing other types of games like this? Oh, yeah. Oh. How how about the complexity? Would you want something more complex? You think this is the right level for you? Starting out? Yeah. I think maybe a little bit more complex. Okay. Just a little bit. Awesome. Oh, that's good. Danique's getting really excited. Look. <laughs> Danique's like, eyes are lighting not up. Not too crazy, right. but okay. just a little bit. Like one notch. Yeah. One notch. Well, you... Grasp this pretty quickly and pretty well, so I think yeah, I would agree. Like, like playing with you, I'm like, oh yeah, you can do something a little more. And this is a fun game, but there's more strategic games out there for sure. Mm-hmm. Danique knows she owns half of them, <laughs> <laughs> literally half of them in the world. <laughs> Not yet. Now that you've seen what we do, we board game. What's your opinion of our hobby? No, I think it's a fun hobby. <clears throat> I like it. Is it going to overtake rubber stamping or canning? No, not right now. Not right now. I could see like living in conjunction with my other hobbies. Mm. Oh, <laughs> Danique, this is a this is a bonanza for you. I, I could win. see like, like yeah, Danique, you want to come over with Chris and we'll play a couple of games and we'll eat and we'll you can. know can. we'll we'll eat can. some of the food that we've canned. Yeah. You oh, know, you get to and, eat the food. Too. Yeah, yeah and that's we great. Get to, like the survival thing. It's snowing outside. We've got board games, we've got canned food. <laughs> yes. We could like just camp out and eat canned exactly. food and Stamp. play games and stamp. <laughs> I say Danique went from playing her first game to that level in about Three days. <laughs> <laughs> She's already booked a convention in three days. So I could see myself going to like a convention and sitting down with people and playing for fun. Mm, you haven't like, met like, the people not, at conventions like, Not yet. those like people that are going to be like giving me the stink eye if I right. make the wrong move. But right. just like, right. you know. Fun people. Fun people. Like too. us. Yeah. Yeah, like you guys. Yeah. Two wild and crazy guys. That's right. Well, that, and I think, Steve Martin. I think that leads into the most important question: yes. is which one of the Darrens is your favorite? Oh my god! <laughs> Daryl is my favorite. Oh, Daryl and Daryl. That's oh, a good answer. Favorites. I'll take it as me. <laughs> this is one of the more clever answers. Yeah. Well, the question good. maybe should be which one of the D's. Is oh, oh, that's fair. But yeah, we wrote this before we knew you were going to be a regular <laughs> guest host on the podcast. Now, we have a signature sign-off. Well, I have a question for her. Oh. What's a signature sign-off? No. What's the name of this podcast? Something about losers. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can sign off with that. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Lynn. Thank you for coming on whatever this podcast is. Tehran can't talk. This works the second time. Oh, wait, I need to bring something up. Okay. We got a lot of listener questions after our last episode about Howie yes. and why he wasn't wearing a shirt. That is a good point. In our yes. previous recording. Yes. The answer is we don't know. <laughs> He just wasn't wearing a shirt. We might have been swimming before. Yes, he might he, have come out of the shower. I don't know. I think he just got out of the pool. Maybe, <laughs> but it was late at night. Why was he still True. not wearing a shirt? We don't know. We'll ask him next time if he's on. 
Lynn, thanks for coming on the podcast. I hope you had fun. I did. Thank you guys for having me. Sure. It was a blast. A great way to spend Saturday afternoon slash evening and hope to play with you instead of just, you know, podcasting. Yes. Danique, thank you for finding us a great guest. Good Absolutely. job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thanks for hosting the podcasting. Yes. That's seven for seven. That's right. That is right. I was worried about this one. Uh, I'm lucky seven. That's right. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Sayonara. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. For more information about the podcast, check out www.boardgamesareforlosers.com. If you have questions that you want answered on the show, Or if you just want to tell us that you still think we're losers, you can email us at boardgamelosers at gmail.com. You can chat with other losers in our forums over at boardgamegeek.com by visiting guild number 3300. And don't forget to check out our amazing board game photography on Instagram by following at boardgamelosers.